Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. good, but he's always good. Amen. Praise God. Aren't you glad that God is not like a man? Men will fail you, even with their best intentions. They will fail you. Amen. But God never does. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. What a beautiful presence of the Lord here today, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, we love you. We worship you, O Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Whatever it is that you need, God is right here to meet it. Amen. Lord Jesus, God, I pray, Lord, that you would move on the hearts of the people. God, that faith would be increased here this morning, Lord God. Amen. That you would provide all of our needs, O Lord God. We trust in you, O Lord God. Amen. You are the great Savior. Hallelujah. God, we bless you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. You know, as I watch this weather change, Wednesday, it seemed like a blizzard that would be here for days. And just like that, it's gone. And you know, that's how it is with coming to the Lord. Your life can be in such a mess. And just like how that weather changed like that, God is able to come in and take everything that we've made a mess of and put it all back together and make sense and order and give us peace in a time where there shouldn't be peace. Amen. God is able to do that just like he does with the weather. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord one more hand praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise God. Thank you, worship team. Amen. Don't they do a wonderful job? They sure do. Appreciate them so much. Praise God. Appreciate Brother Kelly's lesson this morning. I love his teaching. Amen. I love his commitment and dedication to the Lord. Amen. He is a...
great example. Hallelujah. Appreciate him dearly. Can you hear me? Do I need to lift that up? Eason's giving me the lift, lifter up sign. Turn it up like this. Okay, right there. Okay, <laughs> all right. It's is that better? Can you hear me now? Not Grant's still saying no. No, can't hear it. Well, it's my fault. I should have. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. All right. Praise the Lord. It's going right over your guys' heads. So you're going to have to be lip readers right here. Focus on the lips. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Those are my two sons, so I can kind of jest with them a little bit. Amen. So please don't take offense to that. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. It's so nice to have our guests with us today. Praise the Lord. Faith. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm excited for Wednesday night service. And communion for us is a very special thing. We do it one time a year. And in that service, it's a time to evaluate and retrospect and look, take a look at your commitment and dedication to God. Amen. And to this local assembly to one another, and I would encourage you to come and uh, let God bless you. Amen. I'm already thinking of uh, my uh, email to the coach on how I'm going to get Easton out of basketball practice that night, and so because I want him here for that. Amen. Praise God. So encourage you to come. Amen. Well, I'm excited about this. Uh, lesson, this message here today, amen, and you know, you think about well, what do you, what do you preach on, and, and the Lord, he gave me uh, this idea a few weeks ago, and all the way from last night in this morning, I read an email from Brother Woodson, and as I'm reading this email, it was just confirmation. He sent an email out to the ministers of our state on the 7th, and I hadn't read it yet, and I read it this morning, and it was just confirmation of what, uh, what I was preaching on here today, and I'm so thankful. Amen. So if you would allow me, I'm going to speak on this. 2022, the year of revelation. Well, they got, they got revelations. I just said revelations. So anyway, sorry about that. There was a little bit of uh, translational issues between me and Cliff. It's 2022, the year of revelation. Some of you might be thinking, hold on. Hey, Brother Woods, it's Sunday morning. I don't know if we're ready to go into the book of Revelation and all the fire and brimstone and all of this. Well... 2022 could be the year. I don't know that the sun is made dark. The moon is turned into blood. The mountains of the world shall tremble and fall. I don't know. I don't know if 2022 is the year of that. 
But that's not what I'm speaking about here this morning. I'm speaking about a different kind of revelation. Amen. I don't know if that book of Revelation is going to be laid out before us in 2022. It very well could be that we start seeing some of those things happening. I don't know, and I'm not going there this morning. Amen. But I want to talk to you about a different kind of revelation. Amen. And if they would allow me, check out these scriptures here. Brother Cliff, I'm going to go to them. 1 Corinthians 1, just stay seated, 26 through 31. <clears throat> it says this. For you see your calling, brethren. In and in I've read this in a couple of other translations, and they say it kind of along the lines of, take a look around you. You start looking through the church, through the congregation. How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty after the flesh, right? Not many noble are called. Just hold it for one minute, Brother Cliff, right there. So in a couple of these other translations, take a look around you and see that the people you're fellowshipping with that are in the church, as far as the world standards, there's not many that are wise. The world would perceive as to be great thinkers. There's not many that are mighty, powerful. Are any of us tied to these powerful lawmakers that tell us to sit in our homes and can't go to this store, and you have to get this injected into you. I, I don't. I'm not related to any of those powerful people. Are you? Not many noble. Now that's nobility that the world. You see, the world's nobility and the world's righteousness is different than God's. Right? Are called. Okay, let's continue on now. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Whew. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen. But the base things? You mean I, I wasn't like a supreme pick? Apparently not. Hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are. Huh? What does that mean? You see, God has a way to look into somebody's future and to say the world sees this person as a nobody, as a nothing. But when I get done working on them, I'm going to bring something beautiful into an existence that nobody can see at this point, but the world will see it someday. Amen. As an 11-year-old boy who loses a father, the world says, how could this? He's got nothing. But today, where he sits... Right. God is able to bring these things 
that no man can see, that do not exist into existence. Why does he do that? So that no flesh should glory in his presence. Woo. Yeah, that no flesh should glory in his presence. All the glory is his, right? It's all his. I appreciate that when Brother Ollie's up here speaking. He always reflects all of the glory to God. Amen. That no flesh, amen. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Woo. Through him we have obtained wisdom and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. We've been redeemed. <laughs> Amen. Uh, please forgive me, but I watched a, uh, a, a movie the other night uh, with what my youngest son at home, and it was called A Knight's Tale. Okay, I watch a few movies uh, with the kids a few times a year, and I tried to get my wife to watch it, but uh, she wouldn't watch it. But I'm always crying in that movie. I think it's a great story. The, uh, the idea behind the story is a boy who was born into a world where how you were born determined your life. There was nothing you could do to change it. You were either born into nobility or you were born into the peasant class, right? And, and that's how it is with humanity. Now, people don't realize it, but they're born with a curse. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. Amen. You see, all mankind has a death sentence upon them, and there's nothing that they can do on their own to change that. And so just like in the story I watched with Mason, it took a, a prince, a king, to change and set nobility upon this person. He couldn't do it on his own. And as I sat there, I thought, oh, that's how it is with me. There was nothing that I could do to remove this curse of death upon me. I heard a man say just the other day in my office, he was talking to one of the assistants on my team, and he said, he's a retired detective, and he said, you know, I spent years arresting drug addicts and people who did terrible things, and he said, I think I've done enough good to make it into heaven. I'm not really worried about dying. But that's how the world kind of perceives it, right? But the truth is, there's nothing that you can do. There is no amount of paying your taxes, uh, no amount of doing right, uh, helping the widow across the street, or whatever it is that you think that we can do. Amen. To remove what God, amen, has already put upon humanity. But... Through Jesus Christ, we have redemption. 
We have been redeemed from a death sentence. Amen. Hallelujah. We have been made right by the Lord of glory. And we have been sanctified, set apart for His use and for His glory. Amen. That according as it is written, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said this, it's all right to glory and to think about it. Amen. Where God, he said, if you're going to glory, glory in this, what God has taken you from. When I walked into the church, I was a young man who didn't know which way was up. I was lost. Amen. I had no moral compass about my life. But today, amen, God has washed me. He has renewed me. He has made me a man of integrity and honor. Why? For His glory. Amen. That's what I'm going to glory in. I'm going to glory about how he changed the stars of a young man, amen, who was a thief and a liar and a cheat. And now I've got sons and daughters who honor the Lord in their living, amen. That's what God does. And that's what we glory in. Amen. That's what we glory in. God has always done this. Amen. You can go through all of the Old Testament and you can find examples of this from the very beginning. And I'm going to talk about a few of them today. And there's going to be some that I might miss. And you're going to think, well, you should have said this or you should have brought up this person. And you're right. There's so many that you can bring up. But I want to talk to you this morning about a few of these. At a time when the children of Israel had been in bondage, amen, under Pharaohs of Egypt, and they had cried for hundreds of years for a deliverer, for a redeemer, one that would come and save them. You wonder who God would send. Would it be somebody of great stature? Would it be an individual who could stand up to the armies of Pharaoh? Amen. Pharaoh who was, who Egypt thought was the manifestation of a God himself. Sitting on the most powerful nation of the world, ruling it as some sort of deity, Pharaoh. Who did he pick? I'm sorry to burst your bubble. It wasn't Charlton Heston. Amen. That's who you and I would have picked, right? We would have picked Charlton Heston, somebody tall and rugged, handsome and strong, great. Order. But you know who he picked? The Bible said that he picked the meekest man on the face of the earth. The meekest man on the face of the earth? Yeah, he's the guy that sat in the corner, never said a word all the time in school or in church. People thought he had no personality. He's just a wallflower. It wasn't the kid that was, you know, had all the attention and told all the stories. He was the meekest man on the face of the earth. And when God called him, now you think about this. 
here's this man. He sees a bush. It's on fire. But the bush isn't being consumed. And all of a sudden, he hears this thunderous voice. Moses, I've heard the cry of my people. I am sending you the great deliverer. He says, time out, God. You got the wrong guy. He starts arguing with God. Hold on, hold on a second. Uh, I think you want, what's his name? He, he's a lot bigger than me. No, you're the guy. You're it. Yeah, but you see, I, 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 can't, I can't even talk. I couldn't get up there and do that. No, I want you. Ooh, God loves taking those people. Amen. They don't think they have much value. They don't think they have much talent. But God says, hey, hold on a second. I'm going to do something great inside of your life. I'm going to manifest my power. I'm going to show the world my glory. Hallelujah. God loves taking these things that are simple and easy and confounding the wise of this world. Amen. Hallelujah. It was a harlot uh, who was the heroine uh, in the story uh, of the great city, the fall of Jericho. Uh, amen. I want you to know uh, that God is able to take somebody uh, who society thinks uh, dwells in the lowest places. Uh, amen. And he is able to lift them up uh, into a place uh, that they are even part uh, of the lineage uh, of the Messiah. Amen. God is able to do that uh, which you and I think cannot be done. God is able, hallelujah. He's looking for those that the world has cast aside. And he says, come unto me, all ye that are thirsty, and drink. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Rahab, the harlot. You would think, surely, it would have been the noble princess. Oh, the harlot, one of two women listed in the lineage of Jesus. Amen. How about this? In Judges chapter 6, Israel, they have sinned. God turns them over to the Midianites. It's like a plague of locusts, except for it's not locusts. They're Midianites. They're worse. They got swords. They come through and ravage everything. And finally, the Lord hears the cries of his people. And there's a man the Lord comes to. His name is Gideon. And he said unto him, Oh, let me go back. The Lord comes to Gideon. And he calls him and he says, oh, mighty man of valor. Here he is. He's behind the, the threshing press and he's trying to get a little bit of wheat and, that he could hide for his substance. And the Lord says, oh, mighty man of valor, I'm going to use you to deliver my people from the Midianites. Once again, it's like the calling of Moses. 
Now, I've never had God speak to me in a thunderous voice. Sometimes I wonder if he speaks through me through my wife in a thunderous voice. You knucklehead! <laughs> hey, God, I'm listening. All the women said amen. <laughs> Wives, you don't get to do that until you become a wife, right? Anyway. Uh. And the Lord tells him this. And look at Gideon's answer. And he said unto him, O oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. I'm from this tiny tribe. We're little, and I'm, we're a small, poor family, and I'm the youngest. I'm Mason of the family. I'm not Garrett. I'm not even Grant or Easton. I'm Mason. Don't feel sorry for him. God does great things in people like that. Amen. He says, I'm just the baby of the family. He's not the baby. Gigi's the baby. And so, and then the Lord says, Surely I will be with you, and thou shalt smite the Midians as one man. He goes, look. First he says, you're an almighty man of valor. I'm going to use you. Hold not the yawn. <laughs> I caught him red-handed. Sorry, I'm, getting, I'm feeling too relaxed. Surely I will be with you. And he says, mighty man of valor, I'm going to use you. He goes, how can you use me? The Lord then responds back and he says, listen, I will be with you and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Now, God's already told him twice. He's speaking to him in a thunderous, audible voice. And look what Gideon says. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign. <laughs> God, I don't believe you had your own spoken word. You've got to prove this to me. You've got to show me a sign. Woo. That's all right. That's all right. God does extraordinary things. Amen. With average people, ordinary, regular people, every single day. Hallelujah. God, his entire book is full of people just like Gideon who thought you got the wrong guy. You better show me another way. I don't know if I can do what you're calling me to do, God. I want you to know this. God's on, God's on your side. He's not against you because you thought maybe, oh, it might not be me. God is there to say, no, I'm going to be right along your side. I'm going to be there to do the work. You just got to believe. Amen. I have found grace in thy sight. 
Isn't that amazing? You got to show me a sign. Woo. You know, I, when you first become a Christian, you got a lot of zeal, but not a lot of, not a lot of brain power in God. It was this icy, snowy day, and I was driving a little delivery truck for Napa, right? And I was coming back from King City, and there was a turn like this. I said, God, I got so much faith. I believe I'm going to take my hands off this steering wheel, and you're going to take me right through that turn. I got into that turn. I took my hands off the steering wheel, and all of a sudden, I felt those tires going straight, and I put it back on there really quick. And then I realized later on, amen, that you can't tempt God. you got to learn those things. At least I had to, right? I never told that story anyplace. Anyway, but God is long-suffering towards his children. Amen. He looked down and he said, what a foolish boy. You can't force the hand of God. Amen. When the Philistines brought out their champion, amen, who we know today as a giant, who stood out and challenged the armies of God day after day, who yelled through the canyon, Send out your mightiest man. And if he wins, then Israel shall be victorious. And we shall serve you. Send them out. And day after day, the mighty men of Israel hunkered down every time that giant's voice thundered through the canyon. Who did God pick to send out there? Who did he stir up? He took a boy, Mason, the youngest of his family. The one that his dad had overlooked. The one that the man of God even overlooked. Samuel, the great. You see, sometimes we miss what God is doing in a young person's life, uh, even the ministry, even the pastors and the preachers, uh, we can miss it sometimes, what God is doing in a child's life. Uh, God had stirred up this young boy, amen, with great faith uh, that God brought him up. Uh, and all he had for a weapon uh, was a shepherd's sling, uh, amen. And there were only two that day uh, that knew that he would walk out being victorious. Uh, one was a boy and the other was his creator, the Almighty. Uh, sometimes uh, when you're facing the battle, uh, you might think it's just me and God, but that's all right because when God's on your side, you've got the majority, amen. Hallelujah. If God be for you, who could be against you? David walked out that day and the Bible said, amen, he ran at that giant because he knew that that giant was no match for his God, amen. Woo. 
God loves to take uh, those things uh, who the world says uh, can't be used, uh, can't have success. Uh, and God says, no, uh, you watch what I'm able to do uh, because I want the world to know uh, it's not by your might. It's not by your brain power. It's not by your good looks uh, and charm that you bring people into the church, uh, but it's by my power. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I had to learn that. You know, I, I left here when I was 39, 40, after being the assistant pastor. And I thought, hey, all I need is me. I would build a church. You know what I found out? It's not, it's not by this, it's not by that, that God, he's the one that builds a church. I don't know where that came from, but anyway, I, you know, I'm one of those people, I got to learn things the hard way. <laughs> yeah, we get, we get out, the Lord takes my oldest son away. It's all right. Praise God. How about Elijah, the great power prophet, the man who calls fire down from heaven? Woo! Wow. I mean, I've prayed a couple of times, and I have felt the power of God. One time I went to, I was at the altar, and I went to this man, and I, the Lord was telling me, ask this man to, to lay hands on you. Ask this man to lay hands on you and pray for you. And I went over to him, and it was one of those long altar services. I walked over, and I said, would you put your hands on me and pray for me? And you know what he said to me? He said, prepare to meet God. And he put his hand right upon me. I felt thunder going through my body like this. of Elijah called fire down from heaven was taken in a fiery chariot and he did all this as a bald guy the Bible says he was bald he was a bald guy and he did all this I mean, he didn't have like a lock of nice hair like Easton or even Mason's hair he was a bald guy I mean, a bald guy? Even bald guys, God can use. Okay, that was supposed to be comedy, but sorry, guys. <laughs> but don't call him a bald guy because he might sick a family of bears upon you and eat you. Okay. Don't mess with Elijah, right? Amen. Serious. When it came time for the Messiah to come, you know, you think about this. If it would have been my plan or your plan, when would, when would be the ultimate time for the Messiah to come? In my mind, it would have to be in the days of the glory of Solomon's kingdom. The temple had just been erected. 
the most glorious building that the world has ever known. The great sacrifice that Solomon did and the fire that came down and consumed it. If I was planning the introduction of the Messiah to save the world, it would be during this time at the apex of the kingdom of Israel. But you see, God didn't pick that. He picked it at the time when Israel was at its lowest. The ten tribe, northern tribes, had been decimated and gone. All that stood was maybe a remnant. They were ruled by the greatest army the world had ever known, the Iron Legions of Rome. And it had been three or four hundred years since God had spoken to a prophet of Israel. And on top of that, their poor teenagers that don't even have a place to have a baby. It's not in a palace. It's not in Solomon's great cedar home that the Savior of the world is born. It's in a manger. And when he does enter the gates of the great city, you would think it would be on a stallion. Oh, it's on a donkey. You would think that he would look like John Wayne or Clint Eastwood or today Captain America, whoever, what's his name? Chris Evans. Thank you, Sister Janelle. <laughs> Okay, Ryan, the bar set high for you. <laughs> Better start doing push-ups. Okay. Or he would have came in like Chris Evans. But he didn't. The Bible says there was nothing about him that would attract somebody as far as his appearance. Right? He wasn't the best-looking guy out there. He didn't have all the charisma. But this is how he presented the Messiah, the Savior of the world at that time. It's my prayer. <clears throat> Amen. That 2022 is the year of revelation for you that you do not see yourself as the world sees yourself, that the Tower of Pentecost doesn't see ourselves, amen, as society does, a small, insignificant group, amen. But we see ourselves as the Lord sees us, His people, His army, His redeemed, His children, amen, His church. Hallelujah. I want you to know, uh, Sam, I'm speaking to each and every one of you. Hallelujah. You're not just a sixth grader, Mason, uh, but you, uh, amen, are a son of God. Hallelujah. And when you go through the halls uh, of that middle school, uh, you got the Lord Jesus Christ uh, walking in your footsteps, uh, and you are his son of glory. Amen. Woo.
Hallelujah. Amen. You're not called, Easton, to lead the team in scoring. You're called to lead the team, amen, to Jesus. This is why God puts us in these places. Hallelujah. It's so that we can show forth the glory of Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it with all of my heart uh, that the year 2022 uh, is a year of revelation. Uh, I'm not going to let the world uh, dictate to me uh, what I'm capable, uh, what the church should be doing. Uh, hallelujah. To set my boundaries. Uh, but I'm going to let that thing explode and realize that God has something great and mighty and He wants to show forth His glory to the world. Amen. You might think I'm not even in leadership of the church it doesn't matter God wants to use you to show forth his glory amen hallelujah hallelujah praise God blessed be the name of the Lord Thank you, Jesus. We've got to go beyond whatever the world dictates and says. Amen. You might have been given this last year a bill of bad health, but I want you to know this, that God, amen, is greater than the ailment that you may possess. God is able to do something, hallelujah, in every one of our situations, in every one of our lives. If we just believe and say, oh God, here I am, amen, if we would have the faith, amen, of a little boy like Samuel, here I am, Lord God, speak and use me, Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm asking, would you declare with me today? Would you say, oh God, I'm going to make the year of 2022 the year of personal revelation. It doesn't matter what happens to America. It doesn't matter what happens to the world. I am going to do, amen, the will of God and let him do the miraculous in this life, in my body. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to know that this is it. This is the supreme team that God has picked for this hour. Hallelujah. He has equipped us with everything we need. The word of God, the name of Jesus, and the power of the Holy Ghost. There is nothing that the adversary can put against us that we cannot overcome. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If I could have the musicians to come, praise God. We're going to close this down. Oh, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord. God, oh, Lord Jesus, let revelation be brought forth here today, oh, Lord God. Let our eyes be open. God, that we would not see ourselves, amen, limited with human vision, oh Lord God, that we would not see ourselves within circumstances that come. Amen. Oh God, that we are not defined by the challenges and circumstances of this world. Oh God, but you define us. We are your glory. We have been redeemed. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hear me today, church. I'm talking to somebody out there. I want you to know this. Your current situation does not define you. Amen. You are able to do the magnificent and the great and God can get glory.
the thing I did learn about being, amen, a minister for those uh, eight years, uh, amen, when you have a small church like that, uh, it was every Wednesday and every Sunday I had to put the messages together and preach. And when you got a big family, there's always going to be situations. And what I noticed was, was this, was the Lord was able to speak and to anoint messages even when the paychecks weren't coming in, even when the tithing money wasn't coming in like I thought it would amen even though there were times of frustration God in the lowness of my life was able to deliver amen anointed messages and the power of God manifested amen so maybe right now you don't have the employment situation you want Maybe you don't have the health that you would like to have. Maybe your finances aren't where you would like them to be. Maybe the relationship with your husband or wife isn't where you want it. I want you to know you're still God's child. Amen. He wants to show the world His glory through you. Just like those heroes of faith who said, God, how could you use me? I'm hiding. I'm hiding from the world. I'm going to use you. Amen. Oh, would you raise your hands with me right now? Would you close your eyes? Would you say, God, I believe, Lord. I believe that you want to do a work in my life, oh, Lord God. Would you hear the voice of the Lord as He calls you unto a greater purpose? Amen. Let 2022 be the year of revelation that you see your value. How God sees you, His child, His son and daughter. Oh, that's it. Amen. As they begin to sing, would you come down? I know it's just us here this morning. But would you come down, amen? Would you make that declaration to God? Would you say, oh God, amen, I'm not going to look at myself any longer how the world perceives me. I'm not going to let the world put my value upon me. That's it. Thank you, Brother Ollie. Oh God, amen. But I'm going to put my hand, my life into your hands, oh God. And I'm going to let you do a great work and let you receive all the glory. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, that's that's it. That's it. Amen. The Lord is moving in this place right now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that's it. Blessed you be the name of the God Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. By human hands, you are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. You are God. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. From Woo. before time. Oh, thank you, Lord. Began. That's it. That's it. Reach out to Him. Let Him bless you, you right now. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You are God alone, and right now, 
in the good times and bad. You are on your throne. You are God alone. You're the only God whose power none can contend. You're the only God whose name and praise will never end. You're the only God who's worthy oh, yes. Hallelujah. of everything. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's just the way it is. You are God alone. From before time began, you are on your throne. You are God alone. And right now, in the good times and bad, you are on your throne. You are God alone. God alone from before time began you are on your throne you are God alone and right now in the good times and bad you are on your throne you are God alone. You're my God. You are God alone. From before time began, you are on your throne. You are God alone. And right now, in the good times and bad, you are on you are God alone. You're unchangeable. You're unshakable. You're unstoppable. That's what you are. You're unchangeable. Oh my God. You're unshakable. Lord God. You're unstoppable. That's what you, you are. Oh God, you're unchangeable. Unshakable. You're unstoppable. That's what you are. Oh God, you're unchangeable. You're unstoppable. That's what you are. You're unchangeable. You're unstoppable. That's what you are. You are God alone. From before time began, 
You are on your throne. You are God alone. And right now, in the good times and bad, oh yes, you are on your throne. You are God alone. You are God alone. From before time began, you are on your throne. You are God alone. And right now, in the good times and bad, oh yes, you are on your throne. You are God alone. Not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? Because all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? Because all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? I'm not enough unless you come. Oh God, will you meet me here again? Because all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again?
Praise God. If you need to be dismissed, you are dismissed. Amen. If you want to linger in the presence of the Lord, please feel free to linger. Thank you, Jesus. Not for a minute was I forsaken. Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Come, Holy Spirit, dry bones awaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. You're unshakable, you're unstoppable, that's what you are. You're unchangeable, you're unshakable, you're unstoppable. That's what you are, you are God alone, from before time began, you are on the throne, you are God alone, right now, in the good time.
Come. Uh-huh. 